Oh boy, I'm being called out already. New guy, new guy is back, baby. It is the drive with Tay and Piper. I am Lon Tay. No Derek Piper today. You know where he's at out east as Illinois basketball gets set to face FAU tomorrow night. We'll we'll hear from Pipes tomorrow on the show, probably early in the show, as we get a preview against FAU at Madison Square Garden, which will be fun. But it is Monday, and is is what is going to continue for a while. By the way, Kyle is here with me. Not that anybody cares. Kyle's here, though. I haven't changed, Kyle, since I went on vacation. Jay Lehman's here, though. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, buddy, here's the deal. We actually <laughs> thought we were going to go to a bowl game this year, so yeah. we scheduled it all the way through January. <laughs> so you get to hear my thoughts on all kinds of things other than Illinois football. I mean, we, we shocking we didn't go to one, you know, in the history of Illinois, but... Thought that was a for sure. We, th- we thought that was that was in the old. I was drinking the Kool Aid. I'm still there, but hey, we'll talk, we'll talk basketball. We'll talk a little CFP action. We'll talk a little Let's bit of everything. You know, we got plenty to talk about, like you said, including Illinois basketball and a win at sure. Rutgers that was very impressive. I think, though, even on top of that, everybody's given their opinion. I wish they could just meet Saturday and play Florida State and Alabama and just figure it out from there right? and then go from there, right? But would Florida State want that? No, no, know. that's the thing. Florida State would not. They'd be like, heck no, we're not meeting to play Alabama. But, Jay, I mean, you can see both sides. In fact, I've never seen so many people, and I'm talking about experts that talk on college game day or wherever, I've never seen so many people so apologetic to their people they're talking to because they're like, well, I get your point, Jay. I understand what you're saying, but but it's like, let's not be apologetic. It it comes down to a backup quarterback for Florida State. It's that simple. That's why Alabama's going. I don't think it has anything to do with the SEC, although a lot of people definitely want to think that that's probably, uh, you know, the SEC kind of runs things and controls things. They have dominated things, though, let's be honest, in the past. It really honestly comes down to that. But yet, Jay, there's that other side where Florida State did everything they needed sure. to do and did not lose a game. I'll start with this. As a player, how pissed off would you be if you were a Seminole right now knowing that you don't get a chance to play for a national team? Well, I've never been an undefeated team. So, I mean, I mean I'd be pissed because we did everything <laughs> we could. But, you know, it's rare to be undefeated. It is. Okay, it's hard to do – at anything, because we all know sometimes you just don't show up. Yeah, right. You just and, have and a day, you, and you still got to pull out a win, a victory, right? But I'm, I'm going to go totally sideways on this thing and get conspiratorial because that's okay. what I because that's what I'm into today. The X Files. Go right. <laughs> so yeah, I heard Booger McFarland talk about. Oh my gosh, what a travesty that yeah. that uh, Florida State didn't make it. I heard. Kirk, uh, not Kirk Ferentz, uh, Kirk Herbstreet. <laughs> Herbstreet. Kirk, Kirk Herbstreet say Alabama should be in. Kind of really matter-of-factly on, on, on the show. He did. And, and I would say if you got him over here at uh, you know Memorial Stadium and you played right now, I think everybody would say Alabama's yeah, a better team. By three touchdowns. Right now, they Probably. Are, right? <laughs> but but here, here's the scary part about a couple things we're, we're saying. Now, it's all about style points. Yeah. It's like, okay, well... You know, you won, but you didn't look that impressive offensively. Defense, they got a great defense, right? So now it's like, okay, so we see what they really really care about. They care about offense, right? (laughs) I could also make an argument. There's teams playing right now that are actually really good that had two or three losses back in the day, and they're actually better than some people that are playing right now. Yep. Okay? So anytime you have a loss, okay, 
you leave your, your yourself open to being ridiculed and whatnot. But I'll, I'll name a team that had a backup quarterback that got in. Well, yeah. Nine years ago with Cardell Jones. Oh, good call. Right? Yep. And they had a backup quarterback. Now they won 59-0 on that Big Ten championship game against Wisconsin. They were electric okay? in that. Yeah. But here's where the conspiracy comes in. Guys, there are six programs that run college football. Mm. I don't care who you say you are. You know, they are the they are the deep state of the state of college football, basically. They are the hands behind the curtain, and that is these six programs. They're Alabama. Yep. They are Texas, who two of them are in there, right? Right. Okay. right. Michigan's another one. Three of the six are in there. Hmm. Notre Dame, Ohio State, and USC. Interesting. Okay? We will never we will never see a program outside of those six usually make some historic jump. Do you remember Ohio State was sixth behind TCU and Baylor? TCU and Baylor both raced and both won the last week of the season, right? They both both raised their com- uh, their competition. They didn't have a Big Twelve championship during that time, right? Okay, it didn't matter. Ohio State jumped both of them. Yeah, right. FSU. I don't care how good Charlie Ward was and how good by but <laughs> they ain't part of the elite six, right? And those elite six are gonna get in no matter what. I'm not saying Alabama's not better. I'm not saying FSU's not defeated. There I go couching for things. I'm saying when those six get in the running. Though they're going to do whatever they can to get those guys in. That's a great point. That's interesting. I've, I, I mean, I've thought about like that before. I don't want to say I've never thought about that, but it's interesting to hear you say that, especially someone that is around the game so often. It's interesting to me because we sit here and watched a program right up the uh, right up the road that went to a backup because of an injury, sure. and the backup was lights out for a couple of games and sure. played halfway decent against Iowa. So. I could see where if you're Florida State, you're saying, well, hold on a second. Why can't – I mean, I would argue that Illinois uh, was almost as good or or as good, let's say, with either quarterback in there, right? Sure. But I don't think that's the case at Florida State. And we that's saw true. that with 55 pa- passing yards, I think, in the championship right. game of their conference. So They didn't want that product on the field right. getting demolished. It would have looked like – it would have looked like Michigan versus Iowa in the Big Ten Championship. Yeah. It would have been 21 nothing. They got a decent defense. They did not want that product. That's fair. And there are, like I said, those six programs. This is just not a new thing, guys. The, it, coaches will tell you. I've had coaches tell me they've been in profession. There are six programs that when you look at backing, media, alumni, tradition, they are the programs they want to be in the four. That Red, Washington out of those four, the redhead stepchild. Yeah, right. They don't really. I mean, they're they're, they're on that second level. They've had some great seasons for mm-hmm. sure. I think they're a big addition, but they want those. And you're going to see those teams get the benefit of the doubt when it comes down to this system. This is the last year of the system, but it'll go now into you know twelve. Who, who's going to be the thirteen through eighteen teams left right, out? Right. Going forward. I think it's going to be interesting. Did you see the Michigan players live when they made the announcement of Alabama? And, in, you know, normally you get this, yeah! And when they announced that it was Alabama instead of Florida State, it was so, like, deafening in that room. It was almost like the Michigan players are like, oh, crap. Yeah, we, we were we were kind of hoping that we really didn't play good enough to be number one. We wanted to be the two seed and play Texas. Right? Or, you know, hope Washington <laughs> beats you, beat you a little bit, right? I think actually that's the national championship. I think Michigan 
Alabama who wins that game. I agree. As long as you don't get just so beat up in that game. There's a couple years where Clemson and Ohio State would play in that semifinal. And it was like World War Three. Oh. Like, like you remember that line in the program where Alvin Mack, the linebacker, says, let the paramedics sort them out? Right. I mean, there was bodies all over the field. I had not seen a physical – I mean, it was just oh. – they were just destroying people. That's what this Michigan-Alabama game could be like, right? I mean, they, they've, they've got some it's serious dudes fun. on both sides. I'm looking forward to that game more than the but, other, but, but, and I'm looking forward to the other as well. I, and let's talk about this. Let's talk about the, about the prayer in Jordan Hare that they had the week mm-hmm. before. Alabama, they threw a prayer up to beat Auburn. Right. And Auburn got trounced by New Mexico State and Jerry Kill. Salukis. All right. So all Let's I, go, baby. But, but, I mean, so it's not like Alabama's been dominant. I know. And the ACC was better against the SEC this year. I think they went 6-4. and four. Because the SEC was really down. Other yeah. than Georgia and Bama. I mean, Ole Miss, I guess you could say. But Georgia wasn't as good. I mean, Georgia had literally, I think, 18 out of 24 players in their defenses the last two years. Like starters, that's unbelievable. Have been drafted. Wow. Uh, and so, I understand maybe you can't reload every year. I don't. I in general, I don't think the SEC is as strong as they have that's been. Fair. That's fair. This year, that that certainly doesn't mean that they're not good. Or yeah. I don't think they would beat Michigan. I think though, what Greg Sankey, Greg Sankey has a lot of power. Mm-hmm. That's the commissioner for the SEC, right? He has a lot of power. He went on and said... He's arrogant, too. Did you see him on college He just said, hey, if Alabama wins, we need two teams in the college football playoff. (laughs) Dude, just four other undefeated teams at the time he says that. And by the way, Texas beat Alabama. Yes. They got in in trouble because once Texas beat them head-to-head, you couldn't put them ahead. Right. And once Alabama beat Georgia, you couldn't put Georgia ahead. Didn't Mm -mm. matter you won 29 straight games. Exactly. It's interesting... So you got Alabama and Michigan. You've got Texas and, and Washington. Just real quick, both of you guys, what if if I said who's going to play for the Natty and who's going to win it? What would what would you uh, think? I would say Alabama and Texas okay. will play. I think Bama in a come. I think you know it's really hard to beat a basketball team three times yeah. in a season. It's really hard to beat a football team twice. Mm. That's equal. It's it's about the same way. Right, like for instance, we used to boat race Centennial when I played them all the time in basketball, not uh-oh, football. Uh-oh. But you always had to play them in the Centralia tournament, the, the News Gazette Thanksgiving tournament, right. and you play them in regionals, like four or five games. Like I don't care how good you are, how much better you are than Trent Meacham, you know, and all these ballers that they had. I was Trent, that's a shout out for you. You're gonna probably lose one of those games on an even team, right? And so uh, I just talk a little trash for you, Centennial. You did, there, you right? totally did. So. I, I think it's going to be that. I think what you're going to see, though, from, from Michigan is you're going to have to play. You've only played really one good offense. And by the way, that offense's quarterback just hit the transfer portal. Kyle McCord. I, I saw Right? That. Okay, we can talk about that. Stay tuned for that. That's a teaser, guys. We got all kinds of stuff <laughs> coming up in this show. I mean, I got to write that but, down. But that, guys, guys, pipes left. Let me sneak in the sponsors real quick. Iroquois <laughs> Federal, for all your lending needs, commercial <laughs> loads. You got to go to Iroquois Federal, guys. Bob Guido, he's a legend as far as commercial lenders in this market. Ryan Lauer, he's his understudy. Mark McHale, he's the godfather. And Brenda Crane, for all your mortgage uh, home mortgage needs, located in Savoy and Champaign. Champaign at the Crossing Savoy, just north 
of Savoy 16 Theater. I think it's still called Savoy 16. I remember it was Savoy 10, but we're talking about Iroquois Federal. Yeah. So what about Kyle Lewis? Kyle at Even IPG. movie theaters have just expanded. They, they like, have. Like conferences, They've expanded. You know? they're, they're, they're like me and yours bodies. They just keep expanding. Okay. Uh, <laughs> One of us more than the other. Let's be but, honest. <laughs> but how about, how, about, how about Kyle Lewis? Get all, call, email Kyle. Kyle at IPGINS.com. All your insurance needs, auto, home, life, habitational. He's the man. He told me that he's gotten some great feedback from these ads. So you guys need to oh, email. Awesome. You guys need to email. Like, man, people have been talking about these ads, so it's great. And, of course, Long Branch Steakhouse. Hey, come for the fried pickles. Let's go. Stay for the steak. All right? So uh, I got a picture from Donnie. He showed yes. me that John Paddock did, <laughs> did, did venture in. And uh, what is the word I'm using for? Did not traffic. Mm. Um, when, when you do it, when you use a business, when you patronize a business. Yeah, patronize. When you use a, yeah, yeah. he patronized the business. <laughs> he and who was with him? It was John and. Uh, it looked like a big tight oh, end. Arkin or was it somebody Was else? it Michaud? Kirkland Michaud? Was it? I think it may have been Kirkland, my guy. Okay. It was funny because he sent me that too. And I'm like, Donna, you could smile. I mean. <laughs> he was hard. He was hard. Core. He goes, everybody's been telling me that. I'm like, well, Donnie, just smile, man. It's cool just, to have those guys. It there. is. Man. Two Illinois quarterbacks running in. I love mean, it. What the heck? So, so, so get, let's get back to. Let's go. All right. So you asked about it. Michigan really didn't play that many good offenses, right? Yeah. I mean, in, in their, they had a horrible non con schedule, uh, much like Georgia's non con, which is horrible. They didn't play a very, I mean, they played Penn State. They don't even have to run, uh, pass the ball in the second half. No. They're really in That's control. Right. They that didn't one time. Did the, yeah, I just got tweeted by that guy at Penn State when I said that Michigan dominated Penn State. It was a one-score game. <laughs> I was like, dude, when you don't have to, we don't have to throw the ball in the second half. You got rat, you got ransacked, bro. Okay. Second of all, all the Penn, Penn State thinks like they're, like they honestly think that they are this. You're not. Okay. Penn State, and they have this whole line called they're unrivaled. Bro. How can you be a rival? You get beat every year by Ohio State, Michigan. Okay, that's a side note about the Penn State fans that think their Erector Stadium is the best stadium in the oh, land, yeah. and and they think that they're just God's gift to football. Okay, all right. <laughs> this ain't the '80s. Joe Paul and Kurt uh, and and Black Tab Blackledge are long gone. You're upset of Miami back in the day. Okay. About my horse about that. They got to play the middle defense. Yes, they're they gonna do. Play, they're going to play Jalen Minrow is pretty good if they play Washington, Texas elite passing Ooh. games. What happens if Michigan like beats Alabama by two touchdowns and Florida State beats Ohio State by two touchdowns? Does that just add to the Florida State beats frustration? Georgia or Georgia? I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm Florida sorry. Florida State beats. Who did I say? Ohio State. They're yeah. playing Missouri. F- my bad. F- Florida State beats yeah. Georgia. Yeah. Okay. And, and Michigan just takes care of. Well, I mean, that, that would be Seminoles great. fans I mean, would be every, like, Everybody what? that hates the SEC would love that. Oh, right? they would. I mean, you can't spell second without SEC. I mean, they're fourth <laughs> right now, right? I mean, I will always root against Michigan, right? So that always makes that Ohio State-Michigan hard for me because I hate both of them. Right. And so then you've got Iowa going against Michigan in the Big Ten title game, and I'm like, ugh, don't say it, Lon. Like, I'm sitting there the morning of going, don't say it. I'm like, okay, I kind of hope Iowa wins this game. And I'm like, ugh. And yeah. then I kind of puked a little bit. Yeah. And, but now I'm looking at it, Michigan and Alabama, and I'm like, uh, uh, I don't, I'm, I don't know. It's <laughs> <laughs> all Big Ten loyalties. He's he's practically a Floridian, so I mean, oh, I mean, right. I mean, I'm an old Miss guy well, now. Well, well, right there, I mean, I mean, we we have no idea where his loyalties lie. No. Well, I, I will tell you this: Alabama, this is not the Alabama teams of the 2016, 17, 18. I mean, remember. Yeah. 
they, they, their whole it was much like the Georgia teams the last two yes. years. The quarterbacks were elite. What happened first. there? Did Georgia start stealing guys that were going to Alabama? So uh, here, that's a great point. I mean, I know it's not where you were going. So, so I apologize. If you just look on a map, okay, mm-hmm. I think this is just fascinating. We can get into this whole discussion, but for a while there, from about 2009 to 2014, if you were to drive a uh, draw a circle on a map uh, that connected Tallahassee at one hand, Auburn in the middle, and and Tuscaloosa as well, Alabama. That is where it's about a 110 mile radius. That mm. is where all five national championships came from in that, in that in that thing before Ohio State won won one in 2014. Okay, because Auburn, Alabama, yep. and even Tallahassee's up in that area, right? And um, down you go up through Georgia and then up through the Carolinas. All those guys, kind of right through Atlanta, are always fighting for the same players. So mm. what you'll see is you'll see, hey, Alabama makes a run, but they but but Jimbo Fisher. Former former assistant for Nick Saban got some players, got his quarterback yep. Jameis Winston, yep. got a natty right. Alabama's back, but Clemson gets Deshaun Watson. They recruit really well, which is in that same band, right? Right. And then Clemson goes down, and Alabama went down because Georgia took a lot of those players That's from both of those, right? And but before Kirby Smart got there, remember Mark Rick could not win the big game. He has averaged ten That's wins right. a year. That's but right. They'd always have two losses, and they mm-hmm. were just you know kind of a, a lower. T- I hate to say lower tier, but not an elite team. Yeah, right. And so Georgia's taken, I would say, from Clemson, Florida State, and Alabama, and really created the roster that they've had. And that's why we see Alabama down last two years, not this year, but Clemson certainly down. Sure. Florida State's just getting back to where they were. They are. You're right. Um, but we, we need Miami back, right? Yeah. Those were fun days. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my, 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 Miami is just a different. It's oh, such a different animal. I mean, you know, with, really with, it, with, with the players they have. I mean, for a long time, Miami. From what I've heard, you know, I've played with a couple guys in the NFL that were from Miami. Had horrible facilities. The Orange Bowl was not in a good neighborhood, but they had a hallway called the first round hallway. You would walk down the hallway, oh my. and there's pictures of every first round pick. And if you're in high school, oh my goodness! But but you know the thing about Miami is they had NIL before anybody had NIL. <laughs> right. I mean, they're paying guys since the, since the '80s, right? I mean, let's be real. I mean, the U, right? That you with a lot of dollar signs. There's a lot of things to think about, guys. Here. Some, some of the money that comes in from the products on those speedboats probably pays yeah. for a lot of... <laughs> what was the guy's name? Nevin Shapiro? Or it, was yeah, something, something. it was something like Didn't that. Didn't SI do a big piece on uh, him or something? It was like, I, what in the world? I, I mean, they, I will say this. There was a ton of talent down there, for yes. sure. And uh, they, they kind of rewrote. The, the, I see Miami football as really bringing football into the modern age of mm-hmm. the 80s and 90s. Good the, point. The athleticism, the fun. And then I saw, you know, I saw Steve Spurrier really take, you know, the fun and gun of the 90s and, yep. and Charlie Ward and what we saw. And so we saw some of those concepts that are now proliferated a lot through college football. What was it, the Catholics versus the criminals? Is that what Catholics ESPN? versus convicts. Convicts, right? that's right. I yeah, mean, that Notre was... Dame used to just dominate oh. Miami for years. Kyle, right? you need to, have you ever seen that? I haven't. You you need to watch that sometime. It was it's an interesting piece of ESPN. It's a, it's, a, it's a good good one for a Hinsdale guy to watch. You mm. know, kind yeah. of gives you a little yeah. flavor. <laughs> yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Lindy said he'll give me twenty in Florida State versus Georgia. I would not take that. I would not take that. Unfortunately, I'm going to go ahead and go Georgia in that battle. All right. When we come back, we're going to take a break. When we come back, 
We're going to talk some Illinois hoops before we get out of here. Jay wants to talk Illinois basketball, and the way they played against Rutgers was good enough that it deserves to be chatted. Sean Harrington, the former Illini, he was out in school with you. Uh, we missed each other by one year. One year. Yes, yeah, I know Sean because he's, he's, he's been in the broadcasting game well, shoot, longer than I have. He's Yeah, he's done a good job with that. He now lives down in Florida. He's like living my life down in Florida. Uh, second I mean, hope for you, yes. <laughs> right, right. I slid down there just for a little bit. But we'll talk to Sean at 4.30 and get his take on this Illini team as they go into a battle with FAU. When we come back, I want to focus on Illinois for a bit, Illinois football. And I want to ask you, I was reading today about, you know, Illinois picked up the good defensive lineman from Yale. That was a big one yeah, yeah. for Coach Bielma. But last year we saw Gabe Ackes move a little bit more inside. Sure. Now, we don't know if Seth Coleman's back. That could make a big impact yeah. on whether uh, Ackes makes that move. But I want to ask you, even though you were a linebacker, how difficult is it to make that move from like a defensive lineman into a defensive tackle. Sure. So we'll talk about that when we come back. Also, maybe some recruiting on Illinois' side and see what they need to do. I want to find out what Jay thinks about what Illinois definitely needs uh, for next season because here in the next couple of weeks, I know I was reading Jeremy Warner's piece today in Illinois Inquirer, the next two weeks, the portal opened today. So it is off and running. And Kyle McCord, as you mentioned, the Ohio State quarterback, what else can you do? It's like we started you – it's like Jaden Epps last year. It's like we started you all the time, and you're still going to leave? Well, no. Kyle McCord is not leaving of his own. I don't oh, think he, he, th- he's not leaving. You think there's somebody coming in better? I Listen, right. <laughs> Guys, you don't leave the starting quarterback of Ohio State to say, you know what, I lost to Michigan. I'm just going to go. Are you kidding me? So he was kind of asked to take off. Guys, Guys, we used to call it getting zucked. Oh, okay? that's Back right. then, Zook would just tell you, hey, listen, like, you ain't going to play here, so, you know, but, you know, I mean, I like Rod, but, you know, he, all costs winning. Rod had that attitude before, any, you know, before a lot of teams did, anybody in Illinois did, but I guarantee you, I don't have any inside information. Yeah. But in my mind, yeah. it came down to, hey, listen, uh, Marvin Harrison's going to the league. I know you were his high school quarterback. He's gone. And um, <laughs> really, we're going to move in a different direction in quarterback. That's perfect. They told him now so he could get yeah, it up. Yeah. They didn't keep him for the bowl game. That shows you how much the Cotton Bowl means Holy to him. Holy cow. It doesn't mean much. That's They're going to show up and play the Missouri Tigers and maybe. <laughs> so he, I, I just, I, I think he was encouraged to go. Yeah, you don't, that makes you sense. don't start at Ohio State every game. Right. Where else you going? I mean, you can't go much more up. I, I, that's, that's my question. Yeah, from that. I, did you ever water ski with Ron Zook? I didn't. I'm a water skier, but he liked to water oh, ski a he, lot. He loved to jump and stuff, yeah, right? He was we, hardcore. We, but he was also time. in the morning. He would he would be benching and squatting massive weights, and he would get on the treadmill down in the old weight room and just grind it out. <laughs> he really? just loved to punish himself. He was just old he school. He kept himself in shape. He was in some serious shape. Big time. And uh, I tell you what, man. The, the, I will tell you this about Zook. The dude demanded respect. That's cool for his era. Yeah. I don't know if Zook could coach in this era like the way there's a lot of coaches that could co- you know that couldn't co- that could coach uh, that were meant for their era. Right. I'm not saying he's like Bobby Knight. Bobby Knight meant for his era. No doubt. Zook that. was meant for his era. Right. I'm not sure. I think the guys are a little bit too soft right now for uh-huh. Zook. I mean, you Zook know? was beating up frat guys one day in Florida. He's like, what? Well, that, <laughs> that, that was that was a rumor. Here's the, all I know is this. I, all I know is this: is I wouldn't have wanted to play Zook. No, on the field, I, I, I know that he's a tough dude. Tough dude. I think he played in Miami of 
Miami, Ohio under, yeah. under Bill Mallory. I think they lost like one game. I think they were like is that right. Thirty. What did he play? One. What position? Safety. Safety. Okay, I could see that. Oh uh, yeah. I bet he would come up and and yeah. He's a legend, man. Who were your two safeties in your stud year? Justin Harrison and Kevin Mitchell. <sighs> they 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 would only Kevin Mitchell to this day when he's walking around the tailgate lot. I'm like, dude, don't hurt me. He's got a ten inch waist and like oh, forty inch shoulders. It's unbelievable. Now big old bubble butt. <laughs> yeah. And 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 I always say every time I see Harrison and Juice, I see I have to see him because they both live locally here. And I uh, I say, listen, guys, the problem we talk about coaches not being all you know, coaches are for a different era. Oh yeah. Those players were for a different oh. era. Harrison Mitchell, they would be sitting out six or seven games a year because <laughs> of the targeting rule. <laughs> they came up and just destroyed I, but, you. But everybody's for their era, right? I mean, I, I'm yeah. not for this era. I hate there's only two linebackers on the field because there's no f- fullbacks and tight ends and everything's kind of spread <laughs> out. Like, I just want you to stay in the doorway right. between the two tackles. Let well, me get my 100 tackles. Well, I have a chance, right? <laughs> I mean, there's a guy named... What's his name? Sullivan in the 70s, a backer for Illinois. Jim, was it Jim Sullivan? Had like 34 tackles against Minnesota who beat us because they ran 56 times for like 300 (laughs) yards, averaging three yards a carry. I would love a game like that. How fun would that be? I would love a game like that. Well, you had one in high school, right? 28 tackles or something? Yeah, 29 against Urbana. And that's what... That's yeah, where Illinois took notice. They took a little notice, yeah. That was awesome. You came and, uh, and, and spoke and told that story one day yeah. at STM. That was awesome. Eighth game of my, of my high school season. Obviously, there's only nine in regular season. So you, you talk about not getting offered until late, late. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I never confirmed this. I really think they had one or two guys that they were hoping to get that they weren't able to get. Got it. And I think I just, they, you know, that it was just open for me. Kind of like a, I'm certainly not comparing myself to this guy, but. You know, Devin Witherspoon wasn't really wanted. Mm-mm. They kind of had a scholarship and said, let's get him in here because we need another guy. And look at him now. And then look what happened. So a lot of those guys, mm. it, it happens like that. And I, I just, one thing, that I know we need to go to add, but one thing that pains me at the transfer portal is it's like we don't have time to, to develop guys, it seems like. Right. Or, or guys want money right now with NIL, and you haven't done anything. No. There's a couple from Illinois that are hitting the portal as well, which we can discuss when we return. A lot to talk about. We'll do it. It's the best hour of the week. It's the Jay Lehman Hour. We'll tell about his sponsors as well when we come back. It is The Drive. You moved into your new home using two men in a truck. The garage was clean. Then... I love the new recliner. What are we going to do with this old one? Put it in the garage for now. Over time, this cycle continued. Garage for now. Put it in the garage for now. Put it in the garage for now. Put it in the garage for now. (laughs) It happens. You got junk. Call two men in a truck to get rid of all your junk. Residential or commercial, two men in a truck has a solution for your junk removal. Contact them at twomenchampagne.com. Two men in a truck. Mom, she won't stop touching me. Broccoli stinks. Guys, no phones at the table. Family dinner time? Not easy. But you know what is easy? OSF On-Call Urgent Care. When you need convenient, affordable care for minor illnesses and injuries, you need OSF On-Call Urgent Care. Be seen in person or connect 24-7 online when and where you need it. Learn more at osfoncall.org slash urgentcare. 
When you make the right decision, it feels good, like picking the perfect accent rug or choosing a good night's sleep over an all-night crime show binge. It feels really good to make the right insurance decision, too. That's why State Farm agent Kurt Lenschow is right here in Champaign-Urbana to help you select the right protection at the right price. Kurt will make sure you understand your State Farm coverages so you'll know what to expect if the unexpected happens. Just call him when you want the real deal. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Illini fans, taste what's special about Jets Pizza by ordering any of their specialty pizzas for $5 off. That's right, save $5 on all specialty pizzas like the barbecue chicken pizza, chicken grill to perfection, premium mozzarella cheese, bacon, red onion, and BBQ sauce. All piled onto Jets' amazing crust made from dough they make fresh every day. There's also their super special all-meaty chicken bacon ranch and more, all $5 off. Make your day special and order a Jets specialty pizza for $5 off. I-L-L-I-N-I. Cheer on the Illini at Pia's. The pregame fun starts at Pia Sports Bar and Grill. Pia serves up its famous 10-ounce Slugger Burger along with great wings and so much more. Enjoy 350 22-ounce light and course light drafts. Every home and away Illini game. Watch the game at Pia's or ride the free shuttle to all home games. You'll find it all at Pia's with live video gaming, sports, food, drinks, and fun. See you at Pia's, West Springfield Avenue in Champaign. From computer systems to brakes and tires, too. At PDR, fixing cars is what they do. Remember, when you turn the key and the car won't run, call 367-9481 or use their dedicated text-only line at 383-0619. Additional information, including repair quotes and online scheduling requests, available from the website at pdrauto.com. Remember, they are what's best for your truck or car. They are PDR. These days, it seems like bank names are changing faster than a forecast in February. But at Iroquois Federal, we're still the same community bank we've always been. For more than 135 years, we've built relationships by helping build the things that matter, whether it's a business, a back porch, or the building blocks of a better life. If you're looking for a bank that's here for the long haul, swing by today and see for yourself why different rules. Iroquois Federal, still friendly, still local, still here. Here's what somebody recently said at Pards in Urbana. I was there just a few minutes, and somebody came up and asked if I needed help. And they were incredible, helped me find the size of boot I needed, and then I bought a second pair too. Everything was friendly, everything was excellent. Visit Pards in Urbana, 206 North Maple, between Maine and University in Urbana. It's Pards Western Shop since 1968. Or go online and visit pards.com, pards.com. Don't miss your chance to cheer on Fighting Illini basketball this season. Deafening in here, 15,000, another sellout. We need all of Illini Nation to help us defend State Farm Center. And Illinois overcomes their largest deficit of the season. Great seat locations are still available for you to see Illinois basketball live this season. The Illini win it. Get your tickets today at FightingIllini.com. the best hour in radio. It is The Drive with Tay and Piper. I'm Lon Tay. Kyle is here in the meantime as Pipes is out in New York. Kyle Tosk is the man that filled in for me all last week, so I'm guessing the product went way up. I mean, here's the deal. It did go way up. (laughs) 
The looks went up. Oh, I bet. Uh, but I will say this about Kyle. This guy is 19, guys, and he is going to be a superstar. Oh, he's I mean, going to unbelievable. He's going to have his own show. I mean, get him while you can now. Yep. Ask questions now. I have to rip on him to keep his head from getting way out of hand, you know, where he can hardly fit through the door. The highlight reel from Hinsdale. It's unbelievable. So, yeah, and he had a good Thanksgiving, he told me, so that was awesome. And, of course, Kyle allows me to get to a lot of Andrews games, which I appreciate, and that's uh, that's huge. Well, we don't know if you're in semi-retirement or not, Lon. I mean, that's the question. <laughs> He's gonna, I mean, we got a lot of kids, a lot of trips to Florida. I'm, like, got, I'm like Roger Clemens when he would, like, wait halfway through the season and then come back and pitch. It's like, all right, guys, I can do this week. He's, he's back. You're like you're like the Brett Favre of like, all right, I got yeah, I'll play for that team. Kyle, this might break the streak this week. Well, you got one day Thursday. Pipes will be here. Are you gonna are you gonna make it in? Hmm. He's got some policies to write for his Let me think. No, I will be here because oh, there we go. Andrew's got a game that night. Yeah. Is he gonna be gone Friday then? Yeah, he's leaving oh, for crap. Knoxville. You got you're mandated oh, for four or five oh. days. I was going to send an invoice in to Janet Cachetarian, of course, Stevie's beautiful wife, and she kind of runs our, and she's like, hey, I need that invoice, and I started counting the number of days I have done in this last, and I'm like, I'm just going to wait to the next invoice. She goes, are you sure? I'm like, it's not worth even, it's not worth even issuing the check. Dude, it's not even a check bag fee for his (laughs) flight to Florida. I mean, it was bad. (laughs) Between Thanksgiving and a week off, and yeah, hey, I stayed up the beach this time in Treasure Island, however... I woke up one morning, Jay, and it was 39 degrees mm. when I woke up. So that, while that was still warmer than here, I can handle 39 here. I can't handle 39. Because you, you spent the time, the money to get down That's there. That's exactly and you're right. Like, yeah, now you're, now you're, yep. Now you're I still went to the beach that day. I walked around a little bit, and I was like, okay, that's enough. Let's go back and find a bar somewhere. <laughs> Tiki bars everywhere. Let's go hit them. All right, Gabe Ackes, there's the chance that he could move interior sure. on the defensive line if you needed that next season. How hard would that move be? Uh, well, I think, I think it'd be tougher to go off the ball okay. as a linebacker and then get your hand down on the ground. Now, I don't know if Gabe's ever played with his hand on the ground. I don't either. I think he's usually in a two-point stance every time I've seen him. They did move him down a little bit during the season when they got thin with Keith at some yeah, points. Yeah. And when you have a hand on the ground, really you got to become a technician because you have just you've got to feel everything. You cannot see anything going on. You got to take directions from linebackers. So, I think he seems to be better in close spaces, okay. while Seth appears to be better uh, on the edge and in open spaces. So, I think Gabe's strength is hand to hat combat in close spaces. So that could be his fit. Uh, now, I think he could also beat guards. Uh, in one-on-one matchups. I could see that. Like like, like we saw Johnny beat guards True. routinely, right? Over and over. Uh, so I think it could be a good fit. They obviously got the, the transfer from Yale, who seems to be like an experienced Big defensive boy. lineman. Mm-hmm. And you've got uh, Daxon at nose coming back. Denzel Daxon. Wait, is he coming back? Isn't Daxon have one more year? I thought he. Lo- I thought I read somewhere that he lost his eligibility for another year. I thought he had a. But I, I, I could he had be a, wrong. I could I, be wrong. I would say with all the COVID year stuff, you I, could be right, and I could be wrong. Well, I don't. But I, I, think I thought the I was talking was that he was coming. Back. I was. Th- I thought I was talking to, you know, the authority, which is Jeremy Warner. <laughs> well, if Jeremy said it, I thought it. that Daxon had another year. I, I could okay. be okay. I could be wrong, but if we don't shoot, then we're really, really, we're thin. really trouble. We're really thin. And I think it was one of Jeremy's article that he mentioned there were three they needed to replace. And I was sitting there thinking, well, wait a minute, you don't need three. Well, if Coleman takes off, 
but I think he was talking Daxon and Hamill, or I'm sorry, Randolph and Newton. Kyle's on it, so we'll, we'll he's he's on it. We'll get Kyle on this thing, and I'm sure you're going to be correct here. So well, we, well, and the, we got people blowing us up on the text line. Now, Bill from Troy says that Gabe will be a three four end in the NFL. I, I think that's that that's yeah, probably that that, that, that's probably right, but I. I also think he can maybe build some versatility if he can do both. Um, he needs to get better as an edge rusher, though. He does. and is, So, in other words, would he be taking too much for the team if, uh, if, if he decided to move inside? I mean, I hope he doesn't. I, 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 I will tell you this. Yeah, uh, my roommate, Chris Norwell, good player yeah. for, for Illinois, four-year starter. He's the one D- that held, held you up on his well, uh, that, shoulders? Well, that was Mike Ware. He was no defensive tackle. Oh, that was tackle. Mike Ware. That's right. But Chris Norwell, really good defensive tackle for Illinois for four years, had like 48 starts. Harry Heastan, the offensive line coach, said he would be a first-round offensive tackle pick, but we needed him so much because we recruited so poorly defensive tackle. Wow. And – Guess what? Chris Norwell's brother, Andrew Norwell, went on to play for Ohio State's national championship team and was the highest paid guard at one time in the NFL for Are the Jaguars. Yeah. I, I remember that name. I didn't know yeah, that was a brother. Andrew Norwell, yeah. That's and it says Jim Tressel, when he recruited him, says not another Norwell out of the state of Ohio. They went to Cincinnati Anderson and, you know. I love that. Uh, Andrew Norwell was the highest paid guard at one time in the NFL. And so that's a guy that gave up an NFL career yeah, yeah. to play defensive tackle. So mm. sometimes you do what's best for the team. I don't. Daxon is out of eligibility per Bielma. That was from a six five one. I think I read. Listen, I had all week in thirty degree weather in Florida to read these things. Yeah, yeah I think I think you're right. Nick, so, Nicholson entered the port yeah, too. So what do you think of, of of Taz doing that? Did he take his personal files with him? <laughs> Where's the button? I mean, come on. If a button has ever been needed to be. I mean, how many, I mean, seriously, I, I was though. really disappointed. In I, I, I understand that there's going to be defensive pass interferences. There was way too many, but I was right. But the after the ball stuff, the spit in somebody's face, which you swear, they just. I think it might have been a mutual thing. Yeah, right. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know how any of these conversations go, but. Taz didn't play great for, for what we had seen him play. First of all, the whole secondary played did, awful. Did the, not play the, well. the, the, the story of the season was the offensive line was bad for the first six games, mm-hmm. and, the, and the defensive backfield was, was bad the last six That's games. That's a good point. And so those were really our weak spots. And the question is, did – did Nicholson get zooked? I think it could be half and half. Well, honestly. that's a good point by Heath, then, yeah. with, with what you're saying. Right. I, possibly. Did you play all the time for Zook? I did. What were some of his end-of-season interviews like? Did you do that? And and what went on? Like, what was a sophomore Jay Lehman compared to a Jay Lehman going into a senior year? Well, a lot year? of times it was after the spring football session. Oh, really? Okay. I think he was so busy recruiting that we, uh, I don't remember a time. We had... Back then, you had all of your recruiting. Of course, like, you didn't worry about people leaving as much as you well, do now. Yeah, that, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, yeah. And, and in between your last game and like signing day, which I think was the first week of February, it was just recruit. We had so many guys in all the time. And so I remember sitting down with him. I, we, we had a disagreement after his first year coming in. I, he wanted to, he always wanted to replace me the first year because I was, wasn't athletic enough. Yep. So the guys in front of me, I mean, I tell people going to my junior year, my spring game, my spring session. I told, shared this story. Mm-hmm. I think at, I think I, I, I shared, think you did. I, I shared the yeah. story at St. Thomas More when I, when I spoke there. I was second string, uh, weak side linebacker. They had brought in Antonio Steele 
from a JUCO. I remember that. And he and he was and he was got the first team already just straight out there. They just so I, that that tells me they promised him they he would start exactly. I think he ended up being a great player. Mm-hmm. They also had two guys in front of me: uh, Ramon Willis, Sam Carson at middle Sam linebacker. Sam Carson at middle linebacker. <laughs> Both Sam Carson and Ramon Willis get hurt the first 30 minutes of the spring ball practice, and I've never seen Zook more mad. He's like, give me somebody who knows this, 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 this position. I'm like, I know. <laughs> I go into that position. I play. I never leave it. Never leave About it. four games into my junior year, he's like, you're playing good at Millenberg. I knew it was good to put you there. I, oh, okay, I knew yeah, it was okay, a good okay, Thanks, Ron. So I, I always thought they were always trying to replace me. Yeah. Um, always, because, I mean, I don't check the, the combine boxes. So it's like, that, not good, I get not it. good, not I get good, it. not good. So unless you're around me every day and you see the work I'm putting in and the plays I'm making, it becomes undeniable. It's like, yeah, he just doesn't like, he, you know, does, he's not on the all-bus team. Right. You know, Ohio State's full of the all-bus team. He <laughs> right. looks good coming off the bus. I don't look good coming I got like a mullet. I'm kind of squirrely. I'm <laughs> kind of you know, squirrely. <laughs> just, just all those different things. You wonder how many kids like you were lost in the shuffle. Oh, for sure. Uh, right? Someone that is trying to be replaced and then ends up as an All-American. Right. I mean, so, that's, you know, that's amazing. They're, they're, you know, so, uh, oh, and, you know, we, we see this all the time happen over Brock Purdy. Yeah. Four touchdowns yesterday. I mean, and getting paid $900,000 a year. There's guys playing for Ohio State. Kyle McCord probably made more money mm. than Brock Purdy this year. That's probably true. No, I mean, I mean, we've had Ryan wow. Day say that it takes $2 million to pay up for a quarterback at Ohio State and $14 wow. million for his roster. That was last year. That's With inflation, cool. we're probably in Bidenomics, we're probably at $28 million, yeah, right? right? So, right. I mean, so, so, I mean we, we're, we're going all over the place today. We're going so, uh, to talk baseball winter meetings next. I, <laughs> so, I, I guess... I, I guess what I was trying to say, man, I lost my train of thought. That was there. my bad. But I, I would say um, there's. I always felt like they were trying to. They were trying to look for a reason. Yeah. To just okay, let's get rid of him. But um, that's where the that's where the evaluation conversations would have. And um, I remember it rained like crazy one of these spring games. It was just horrible. It was like freezing rain, thirty five degrees. I ended up having like. He put me on the second team. I ended up had like 14 or 15 tackles against the first team. And I'm like, I surprised you, didn't He's like, you did surprise. I will say, you, you did <laughs> surprise me. They couldn't keep me off the field. If you'll keep making those plays, they well, can't yeah. keep me off the field. Who was your linebackers coach? Well, I had a couple. I had Mike Mallory first, oh, who yeah. I got to see at Michigan. He's an analyst there. And then I had uh, Dan Dish. Dan Dish. Yeah. Dan Dish. Yeah. Dan yeah. Dish was a good guy. He, He's a character. He sent sure. me a thank you letter. A thank you note at the end of a season one time. I had never had a coach do this. He sent me a note to WAND and said, thank you very much for the coverage this year. It was very appreciated, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'll take it. Never seen that. So, I, yeah, and I thought that was super nice of him to yeah. do that. And I've always been a Dish fan since then because I thought that was really A guy cool. could recruit. Guy was, guy was hilarious. Uh, he was you know, funny. We, 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 had a, we had a lot of fun with Coach Dish. I owe him a lot. And uh, I will say, Coach Dish – went to bat for me to keep me in the position. Because cool. here's the if you're a position coach, the worst thing is just to have a guy that doesn't know what they're doing and yeah. not making plays. Yeah. Because it all rolls downhill. Because then they're going to be mad at the defensive coordinator and then they're mad at you. Because <laughs> you take ownership for your position, right? Yeah. So you want a guy that gets it done and does it. And you look good if your players are good. Before sponsors and before we talk Illinois basketball, Reggie Love leaving. Mm-hmm. Also, Barlev on the offensive line. I don't, I don't know how big of an impact that would well, be. Well, if Barlev didn't play this year, no. you ain't good enough. 
Good call. <laughs> we got more. We, like, sometimes we have to. We, Look at me trying to be nice down sometimes, here. Sometimes we have to cut through the BS, right? Yeah, that was a good call. I mean, like, if you didn't play this year. Yeah, you're not going to. Yeah. There was so much opportunity on the offensive line. Good call. Now, if you didn't play it at, at receiver or something, like, right. okay, well, like, they had a couple guys, or you didn't play at slot receiver. Well, they had, you were behind Isaiah Williams, so yeah. maybe it is better to transfer, but. Uh, yeah, so that that's what I would say about Barlow. And Sean Miller out as well. Or it, Well, I mean, they're in the portal, so I, I assume. I mean, Sean Miller, we never really saw get a rep. No, no. right? I, did he ever even play us? And, and, and I would say, you know, Hank Beatty got more reps than him. Kennard Wiltshire got more reps. Yeah. Ashton Hollis made some big catches yes. down down the stretch. You got Malik so Kelsey. I, I, I yeah. Think, yeah, Malik Kelsey. I think you have a whole next generation of receivers they've already kind of pegged right now. You've got sponsors that could yes. fit in with any generation. Yes. With what they do. They're awesome. Iroquois Federal, you know, they came down from Watsika to Danville, but they've been in Champaign for a while now, and that's Bob Guido. He's the man for all your commercial So they started homes. in Watsika? In Watsika. Because I know they still have a branch there, and I, yeah. I've always wondered how that worked, but I didn't know that was the Watsika starting point. Watsika to Danville, and then, you know, kind of started slow here, but when that's brought Bob, oh Bob, Bob Guido on and Ryan Lowry, they write most of the rental property loans that I see Crossed my That's desk. Incredible. I know you see a lot of insurance yeah, stuff. Yeah, sure. And so they have tons of commercial lines of credit as well. Bob Guido, Mark McHale, Ryan Lowry, Brenda Crane does the residential mortgage side for your owner-occupied loans. They are your one-stop lending shop. Of course, when you get a loan on your house, you're required to get insurance, right? Mm-hmm. So Kyle Lewis, Kyle at IPGINS.com with IPG Insurance. Auto, home, life, habitational. As Lon likes to say, quotes are free. So go get a quote and, right. e- and email, right? And of course, Lawn Brand Steakhouse, come for the fried pickles, stay for the steak. We're not no, Donnie you- in here. His calf is fully recovered. They're back open. Looking forward to eating there soon. You know, you go sit sit down with an attorney, you got to pay a lot of money. But us insurance dudes, we're just like, come on in. <laughs> He'll throw it. You know, you know, same with a realtor. Hey, you want to go see a property? Sure. Right. You can sell you 20 properties, never get paid to die. i got nothing to do but today. now they're suing realtors for getting paid too much. <laughs> Are they really? Well, I did just, you see this class action lawsuit against the, the realtors and whatnot? I, I did not see that. This is a sports show. I won't get into yeah, it. Yeah, let's don't get into I, that. I can, I can show you my check for $19 I got for, show, for selling a $650 lot. In Danville, Illinois. So if you want, if you want to see that one, we can go Long Branch. Maybe get two orders of fried pickles, but no steak. They get good prices. Hey, well, you, you and I got bailed out a little bit, I guess. What's up? Because we were going to remember we were going to. We, if we was it a bowl game, we were going to oh, buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. was buying the first yeah. round, and you were buying pickles. Yeah, and then back in the day, we were so sure that we were going to go. And with the Big Ten West, we said, everybody come to Philo Tavern party. We're, we're stopping making guarantees. We get so on hit. I can remember on this show in the last 14 years, what is it? There's the NCAA, the NIT, and then there's Kyle. What's the third one? It was. It's like the, it's like the CBI. Or yes. Something. And I remember one year Illinois basketball was so bad under gross, but we had a chance at the CBI, and I said – on the on the show, I'm like, if we make the CBI, I'm gonna rent out like some big bar in Champagne, and we're gonna just blow it up just for a CBI game. We're just gonna go like sarcastically over over the top on a CBI game in Champagne. I think it would be. It's like that gif where they show the goal or whatever on the screen, and they all like, ah! I'm like, that's what I want it to be. Let's talk Illinois basketball. How impressive was that team Saturday? Well, shoot, I mean, I looked at veterans, the, I looked man. At the, I, so I'm getting ready to do the Big Ten championship. So I'm checking the. I'm that was at night, and then I think I only played at three. Yeah, three o'clock. I, just on the glass, even 50, though I texted two. Uh, uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> Always check my text. I mean, 55 right. to 27 on the boards. Wow. Listen, if you rebound and play defense, as Brad Underwood says, defense travels, right? Yes. yes. I mean, that's how they can be. I just want to see it consistent. Right. It's good to see Coleman. I, I do feel bad for Coleman. I think I've been hard on Coleman at times because you're like, man, I feel like you're an NBA pick. Or yep. you're so, and, but sounds like he's had he some injuries. He does a lot of little things on the court. And, and he's had some injury stuff, right? Yep. I mean, according to Brad Underwood, yeah, ing, in, ingrowing toenails, which are just sound sound. I got a story. Hard. You want to hear it? I do. The only th- I went up to a Pistons-Bowls game at the Palace. My brother was working in Detroit. It was a preseason game, admittedly. Uh, Michael Jordan slated to play. And I'm like, I'm going to finally get to see Michael Jordan in person. My brother got us sweet seats. I mean, we're like maybe 15 rows from the nice. from the floor. Jordan doesn't play because of an ingrown toenail. Oh. I kid you not. I'm like, what? Oh, my. So, I, yeah. So, we left there and went to a strip joint to eat because Lance is like, it's supposedly the best <laughs> food in Detroit. A strip joint, a not strip, a strip club. <laughs> strip club. And it was, the food was amazing. I'll put it that way. That's all I'm saying on it. <laughs> We're not story, sure. story ends there. Not sure what was eight or not, but <laughs> You're right. uh, story ends there. <laughs> yeah, just, just love it, guys. We have gone steaks all baby. over the place. Steaks, fried pickles, <laughs> fried pickles. Uh, so we, guys, we have done it all on this show. <laughs> but I, I've, I've been impressed with. I, first of all, and, and, and Brad mentioned it in his press conference. He said, "You know, Coleman's just got to commit. Yep, to staying healthy." And that, that's a grind. I can tell you from an athletic Whoa. perspective, just to be feel good enough to play like yourself can be a I journey. Bet. I right? bet. But uh, I've been so impressed with Damask. Damask. Damask Dem- right? I always say Damask. Damask. Yeah. I think, dude, yeah, I, I like him to shoot more. Like, I, I do, too. I, I think he's athletic. I think, I, I think he's just he's, one of those guys that when he gets the ball, you feel like I've always said there's, there's a litmus test here of when you're watching a tight game. And sometimes you'll feel your body stress. Like, you feel yourself tense up. Like, I don't know if you've ever noticed that watching a game or if you're watching Illinois football. or uh, 100%. Yeah, so all of a sudden, if, if Marcus gets the ball, I almost, I just kind of like, I feel my body go, <sighs> like, you, I know he's going to do the right you thing. You feel comfortable with it. Yeah, I do. Right, right. And there's other guys. Like, Try watching sixth grade travel basketball because oh, no, oh. I was there yesterday. And, and oh. you know, you see certain guys get the ball like, <sighs> <sighs> My wife goes, why am I so intense? You know, but, 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 you know, what I like is urgent basketball players. I dribble hard. I don't dribble, dribble X days ago. I got a plan. Yes. Right. And I'm no basketball expert, but like the confidence you get from some of those guys. Like when I was watching the Marquette game, you know, three or four weeks ago, Kolek or whatever his name was, was so confident to do the right thing. Yep. Right. And so. And then Wisconsin I, beats him. I'm still concerned. I, I, I saw that. I, a second year in a row, right? Or, I think so. I, I'm, I'm still concerned, though, about a lack of a point guard. I just, Yeah, I'm with you. I just feel like we need somebody that's a key distributor like that. And, and I think There's Ty Rogers no has, doubt. has filled in ad- admirably. Yeah. But, but he's not that. No, he's not. And, and just that, you're going to see a lot of what Rutgers did, I think, against Illinois. You're going to see a lot of that kind of... And, and Rutgers even kind of did that press where it's just a simple – it's kind of like Lincoln High School when they play that one two two. It's not necessarily a grind-it-down kind of attack sure. you press. It's just slowly move back with you and let you make the wrong pass. And Illinois did it a ton. Right. What I don't know how many turnovers, 17 or something like that. And it was like, just quit turning the ball over. But, you know, it's hard to play a perfect game. Sure. And the fact – you said it right there, rebounding. I mean, this sure. is a grown man team. Yeah. 
I mean, Gary A, just like, I know they the announcers even mentioned it one, he went up in the lane the one time and just made a move on a younger kid. And just, yeah. it was like you playing at the community building in Villa Grove when you were 16, right. going against a kid that's, you know, Suds, that was his name, is 24, and he just put you in your place. Yeah, a grown man, right? Yeah. You're just like, I can't, I well, can't handle I, Well, I do think, too, when did they change the shot clock from 35 to 30? Like seven, eight years ago? Uh, I don't know. It, I, I, I do think that's changed the game as far as what, from, from a press perspective. And, and Underwood talked about this too. And I never really thought about this, but he said, you know, they might press you, slow you down. Yep. You, you get across the, the court. You have 22 seconds. Yeah, I was you, try, you try to get a set. Then, then you get a set set up. Then you have 10 seconds to shoot, and then it's gone. Yep. So I do, I, I you know, I, I learn a little bit. I'm obviously not like a basketball it. expert, but I will you tell you. You played, though. You were all conference. Yeah, you know, we beat Centennial again. <laughs> um, we were three for four my last year. They, uh, ironically, they beat us at Central that year. We beat them everywhere. We beat them at Centralia. We beat them at the Thanksgiving tournament. We beat them at, at whatever that gym's called at Centennial with the purple lights for years. Combs. Hor- well, not Combs. Combs is that. I don't know what they call the Centennial gym. Uh, it had horrible lights, though, for years. It made you look purple in there. I think they changed them. I do like Tim Lavin. Tim Lavin, give him a shout out. Tim you know, Lavin. I just t- saw Coach. Yeah, yeah. Co- Tim Lavin was my. was so he was a, he, Most people don't re- forgot that he was a sol- freshman sophomore coach for a decade at okay. Central. Okay. And I was the last team to be coached as a sophomore. I think he helps his son him. now, Coach. I saw him last. Does he? Andrew played against one of his teams last okay, year. Okay, is his son coaching somewhere? I, well, I'm trying to think of the team. It, I think we played him early last year in the Saragordo yeah. tournament. And I just I, I just looked up and there was Coach Lavin. I was like, hey, Coach. I'm yeah. like, Lante. And he's like, yeah. Uh, he's the dean of local he coaches. He still looks this, exactly the same. Exact same. Super. And I think he's got, I think he's probably a year 30 at teaching at least. That's he, incredible. Because he's probably. Hasn't gained a pound. He looks great. Hasn't gained a, he's got some great teams. I saw, I saw Centennial just crushed Muhammad two weeks ago. I mean, they, they won by like 25. It's I mean, amazing. They, I think the Shield kid's going to be a good, mm-hmm. good player. Blake Shield was a great player as well. Uh, 20 years ago for Rantoul. So I always like to see the high school basketball scene. There's some good ball being played. I forget. It's either Centralia or Collinsville owns the... the Centralia. Centralia has the most well, wins of any high school basketball team in America. They did. And Collinsville's second. They it. did. Like up, up to like 20 years ago. I don't know if that's the, if that's the case. At the, at, at the orphanage, right, where they yep. play. Yep. Collinsville's good. Champaign Central, which is just is a crazy stat, the first high school in America to win 1,000 Basketball games and 500 football games. Is that right? The first one. Now, not the first to win 1,000 basketball, first yeah, one, but, but yeah. to win both. To buy, combine. To win both, right? I was, I'm thinking Tim Lavin from Centennial. Yeah. You're thinking a different Lavin or no? no? Tim no, Lavin, same yeah. Lavin. Okay, I thought yeah, you meant yeah. Centralia. No, no. Centralia, we always played them at the Centralia Oh, I see what you're saying. Jay, real quick, in 20 seconds, your sponsor. Yeah, Iroquois Federal. Bob Guido's the man. Ryan Lowry. Bam, bam, bam. Get a loan from them. You know what it's about. <laughs> Kyle at IPG Insurance. Uh, Kyle at IPGINS.com. Email him right now. Tell him Jay says the fried pickles are great at Long Branch in beautiful downtown Glickton Gifford. And I want to quote, okay? But back to Long Branch as well. Let's Guys, go. check it out. Nine to uh, Five to nine Wednesday through Saturday. I might have to make it out there before Christmas. Yeah. It's the golden hour of radio every week, the Jay Lehman Hour. Great stuff as always, Jay. Thank yeah. you. Buddy. All right, Kyle and I will be up next. Uh, Sean Harrington, bottom of next hour, talking to Lana Hoops. We'll do it all next drive.